Welcome to the We Have Issues podcast, a weekly look at the local issues and matters impacting Independence, Missouri. And now, your hosts, Lori Dean Wiley and Dan Hobart. And good morning to We Have Issues Independence. I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. I'm Dan Hobart. So, Dan, today we're going to go through the looking glass. Yeah. Hello, Alice. I, you know, great memories. Um, I believe the first movie I ever saw at Inglewood was Alice in Wonderland. It's one of my mom's. Between that and Wizard of Oz, of course. Well, which is my number one. But uh, we'll get off track just a bit here. But... Um, Wanted to talk today about that word transparency. You know, over the past, definitely through the past few years with COVID, um, it just seems that that debate has really ramped up on what do we know? When did we know it? Who knew it? Were we told the truth? And so as I look at federal politics, it's easy, easy to see lots of examples. When I think about local, I think that charge of government's not transparent is really more so speculation. You know, I don't know that you and your fellow council members sit in your chamber and decide what not to be transparent about. I think the goal of local government is always to be transparent. But how does that trickle into other city boards? So I happen to be on a board here at the chamber. How does that work with our school education board? And I think that those are areas that we see a lot of skepticism, maybe, would be the right word. And so today I thought we'd talk a little bit about what should the expectation be of the public? You know, what are some examples when transparency didn't show itself? And how do we really allow others to look through that looking glass to see that? So Dan, original thoughts on uh, transparency? Well, you know, the, the, whole, the whole divisiveness has become a thing, right? And people get bombarded with nobody's telling you the truth conspiracy theories tinfoil hats the whole thing has become a thing yeah and it's what what what's the easiest way to attack an organization to say they didn't tell you the truth they didn't t- and how do we know that they didn't tell you everything right now how easy of of a grenade is that to lob into somebody because it doesn't matter if it's true or not. It, it's undoubtedly there's going to be some truth to it because it's impossible to tell every citizen, disseminate every ounce of information that happens in conjunction with every single decision that's made uh, in any sizable organization. It's impossible. I think that's very fair, and some things is not for public consumption. Some of it's illegal even to say right. to everybody. Some decisions have to be made behind closed doors, a small number. Uh, so, And some of it's, you know, trade secrets, and some of it's you can't, you know, 
you, you, you can't reveal anyway. So, yeah, of course, it's, it's one of those things that uh, <clears throat> it has become a tool of divisiveness. Um, but, but side note, uh, that, that's not me saying we don't need to do it, right? Right, um, absolutely. That's me saying it, it has easily become a hot topic. Um, uh, however, uh, very much so. Uh, we do need it's it's kind of nice that it has because it has refocused us as a council on being transparent in fact uh, you know in audit and finance uh, I'm constantly trying to find ways to get more information on our website for the city's finances in fact since I started there's so much more information daily available data on account balances and the budget and spending it's it's not perfect yet by any stretch but there's so much more available it's really nice Um, we've made strides and I'm real happy with that I've noticed I've noticed uh, in the city seeing more information I've noticed just online Um, so that's great you know because I think Let's backtrack just a little bit. When you hear that about the city, a a lack of transparency, unfortunately, it usually comes to spending money. Uh, Remember the $30 million, you know, automatic meter readers um, or tearing down a building Mm -hmm. or um, evaluating. Yeah, buying a building, building, giving a building away. And probably the big one, evaluating LPL. Sure. Or excuse me, IPL. Um, so how do we, when maybe the perception is a lack of transparency and these past things keep coming up as the reasons or as the examples, how do we move past them and get to going forward? What does transparency need to look like? Well, uh, all we can do is just tell people we're done with, you know, this isn't then, this is now. We're dealing with right now. So we can't, you know, uh, I have a 16-year-old godson who's very much my nephew slash nep- little brother, nephew, little, little brother, this, friend, yeah, yeah. you know, my buddy. He's he's a lot of things to me. I love him dearly. and uh, but, I, but I like to jack with him a little bit. And... Uh, I always tell him, I ask him the question, I say, is the past real? And he goes, well, yeah, sure it is. I go, well, how do you know that? Well, I was there. I go, were you? Well, yeah, like I grew up and I did these things and I I know I was. I mean, I remember these things and there's pictures. I said, well, okay, let's go there. Let's go back in the past. I go, let's go there right now. Take me there. And? And then he'll look at me. Well, he'll go, well, Danny, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's enough. Because you can't go back. You can't go back. You can remember the past. I hope you learn from it. We can't go back. So, you know, it, it, yes. We can all agree that there's been plenty of mistakes, and and people can keep their big long checklist and tally list and all these things, but this is not productive, and 
I'm not making excuses. I'm not writing things off. I'm not saying it didn't happen. But we don't have time for this anymore. So what do we need to do right now to fix whatever transparency issues in front of us? Let's fix that. What do we need to do right now to get the right information in front of people? What do we need to do right now to be open about this project or this data? Let's do that. That's what we need to do. I think one of the easiest things would be just more communication, not just from a government level of putting in the city scene or, or online info, but literally people just talking to each other. So we have, I know in my own experience of coming to council meetings, have had people come, they never come often, but they're coming because they think there's something that we all need to hear that only they have to share. And sometimes it's eye-opening. Sometimes it moves a conversation forward. And then other times it's just living in the past. So I think some of it is how many people really call their council person and talk over the issues that are important to them? Uh, in your estimate. Oh, it's, you know, there are 30,000 people in the 4th District. It's not very many. It's not very many. So Less instead they stew and then explode. Explode. Um, instead, when thoughtful communication throughout could probably be a great tool to use for transparency. I know that in my district, um, I get lots of mailings from not just um, what's going on in the district, but from the state rep, you know, from um, state senator from the city. So there's lots of stuff that gets disseminated to my household, um, a lot more during election time. So I think, you know, if, as a citizen, if there's one thing I could say, it's that regular communication needs to happen all the time, yeah. just not when you want to get reelected. Um, one of the things that I've always loved um, here in Independence is we tend to do meetings, city town hall kind of things on a smaller scale. And I've always thought they're not announced enough. They're never as big as I think they should be. And I think if there's something we can, maybe even you and I, because of our positions, but if there's something we could do to influence more town halls, I think that would be one idea of doing something on the regular that once again, only seems to come out during election time, but if it was something regular, maybe. Do you do your district meeting um, quarterly, annually? How often do you do yours? Um, they do, we do it. Uh, it was monthly. It's, oh, monthly. It's bi, wow. It, yeah, it's bi-monthly, I think, right Wow, now. that's still that's yeah. quite frequent. It is. And, I, and you know, I want to give you props— because you're the one I'm talking to, I know that you recently had one. Can you kind of go through why you hold them, what kind of information you gain from them, and then what do you do with that information? So to be very clear, it's this is citizen. Uh, it's a citizen-led group. So citizen-driven. Driven. Okay. And they invite me. Oh. So it's okay. not something I organize. They um, they do it. It's, I'm very proud of them for doing it. Absolutely. They do a, a good job. 
excuse me very much. Um, they, um, uh, you know, typically I provide some update on ongoing issues, um, and then if there are any new issues that are sort of community-wide, uh, you know, I can, you know, address those concerns or make sure those are being dealt with at the city level. And um, it's really pretty kind of open on that. Uh, often they'll invite, you know, other city staff or employees that they want to ask about other certain topics or something like that. So for the most part, it's pretty nice meeting. And does um, are most city employees open to attending those invitations? Or Typically, do you know? yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I wasn't aware um, that that went to an invitation to employees and others. Um, I think that goes a long way for transparency. A lot of times, uh, usually department directors, um, so that they can have a chance to ask them how you know. Police works, fireworks, yeah. community development works. You know, it gives folks a good chance to, you know, ask their questions about all kinds of different topics. It's really nice. Do those meetings in any way impact maybe a change to your goals as the councilman for that area? Or oh, sure. Can you give me an example? Well, just, you know, it helps you focus on areas that, I mean, you can find out what, Sometimes it changes what they think are important, too. Okay. You know, what people think are important. So, Do you, you know if every council does something like <clears throat> this or every district has a citizen group like this? Uh, no. They, you know, different districts from time to time, they'll have groups that meet uh, or want to have a meeting. Or sometimes you'll have an HOA. Sometimes you'll have okay, that um, makes sense. You know, a community group. Or sometimes a council member will organize a community group or you know, uh, or a, a town hall or something. Um, they happen organically sometimes. You just, um, just depends. But, you know, there's there's sometimes smaller, sometimes bigger. Um, but there's not, I don't know if anybody has a regular one going like this right now. Sounds um, like a great idea, and I would put that in as maybe a second is. way to clear up any feelings of a lack of transparency and so um, maybe some of us just need with the groups that we're involved in be more open about invitations to have city employees and council person come and talk yeah. um, maybe that's not being used enough so that could be something could help with that feeling of lack of transparency you know another area with when it comes to transparency I think is Unfortunately, news items. You know, we get the big headlines. You know, most recently, cocaine in the White House. You know, and, and the lack of transparency now, or conspiracy theory now, it yeah. was found in one room. No, it was really this room. No, it's mm -hmm. this room. And, you know, it could have been there yeah, well, let's be by honest. many people. You know, it was cocaine, you know it was that cocaine bear. It was probably, was at, yes. He ran through the walls. It was in all the rooms. He's no longer in a movie, so he's running around the White right. House is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. He's in all the rooms. I gotcha. Yeah. You know, but we think about big items like that or, you know, border at, uh, you know, Mexico. And one thinks this and the other thinks that, you know, 
which leads to, well, what's the truth? Speculation. Yeah, speculation. Right, anger, Um, divisiveness. Yes, and then we bring that to um, something as important as local school boards. And you've heard across the country, you know, people being arrested and thrown out or disagreements over different subjects being taught or not taught or, you know, which bathroom somebody should use. Books, Exactly. And all of that, I think, leads to the word, are they transparent? You know, it's, it's, but it's really just a difference of opinion. And I think if we were more transparent, you could have more of the facts, then you could make a more honest decision about that thing. You know, I can use a, a very local incident that happened um, in our own school board, in our own independent school district, and that would be with a gentleman, um, I think, was arrested, uh, may even been convicted, but of trespass- trespassing at a school board meeting. Yeah. And I just think to myself, uh, without knowing all the facts, uh, I'll be honest about that, but surely there would have been a better way to handle that. And so I just thought it might be for a, just use this as an example of how things can maybe go off the rails, or maybe if there was just a different approach, it could have been completely handled a different way. And that's just a small little example of if we applied that, could that help each of us fix this transparency problem? So in this particular case, Somebody went to speak at a school board. Don't know all the incidences that happened. I wasn't there. Um, but the result was arrested for trespassing. Can you kind of, you've got the law background. Can you kind of uh, talk about that just example a little bit? The, my understanding is that uh, he arrived late and uh, insisted on uh, speaking publicly uh, about whatever topic it was, and was asked to, you know, it's not, past time. It's and... past time and not speak, and he wouldn't respect that, and continued publicly speaking. And so he was asked numerous times to um, leave or be quiet or sit down right. or whatever, and comply. And he refused to do so. And so he ultimately then was he was arrested. Uh, and being at least he was removed from the meeting, arrested. So there's a lot that goes into the word arrested. Uh, whether he was taken to jail or not, I don't know. I he at some point was given a citation for trespassing. I don't know if it was that night or if it was sent to him later. I don't know. Uh, I know he did have a trial in Independence Municipal Court. He was convicted. Um, and it's my understanding he's appealing that. So that means he gets to go to uh, Jackson County Circuit Court. Uh, he'll go into an associate division over, you know, on Lexington. Um, so he'll he'll get to have a different judge, um, you know, decide. Uh, take so a look why at it. trespassing? Is that, you know, was in your opinion? I guess I would have to say. 
Was that the right way to handle it? And what does that really mean? Well, that just means you were unlawfully in a place. Okay. That's it's trespassing is a, a, a what you call a strict liability um, offense. It's like speeding. You either did it or you didn't do okay. it. Okay. Like there's no intent to it. There's no either you're standing in the place you're not supposed to stand or you're not. Okay. Speeding is you're either going over the speed limit or you're not. So it's kind of like on bigger cases that we hear about that you go for what you believe you have the evidence to convict mm-hmm. and you let other things go. So definitely someplace he was asked not to be. Um, does it matter that it was a open school board? Does it matter that he was so, late? So, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't want to second guess anybody involved on the thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm itching to say disorderly conduct might have been a little better of a charge because it's hard uh, to trespass on public property. Ooh. Okay. So private versus public is a huge difference in this case. It is. And from what I understand, I don't know that that defense was raised at his trial in municipal court and it should have been okay if if um and i don't know if that was the case or not but if it would have been that would have been that would have been the thing so to bring this back to the word transparency that incident i think is a really good example of somebody didn't like something going on wanted to go speak at a public meeting whether or not the board wanted to hear what this person said, it then became they're not transparent. They're trying to cover up. There's something else going on. You take the person who wanted to speak. He's now arrested. You know, it's just amazing to me how that evolved. It's conflated, right? And Yeah. And that's the problem is... You know, this, again, this is how these things get. It's a good example of how these things get wound up. Mm, Yeah. Right? And they become something they're really not. Um, You know, does a parent have a right to come speak their mind about an issue? Sure. Of course. Uh, Should you follow the rules of the meeting? Absolutely. Yeah, actually, you should. Yeah. Even if you don't like the rules. Follow them. Yes. You're going to get further. You'll get further. Yeah. Um, and, you know, disagreement with something doesn't give you the right to do whatever you want whenever you want. The disagreement with it doesn't give you the right to act however you want whenever you want. And that seems to be this common denominator of where we're getting to. Yeah, it seems like it automatically becomes the other side's abuse of power, and now you're not transparent. So I get to do whatever I get to do whatever I want. Yeah, I can shoot at you. I can call you names. I can um, fly flags or 
throw tear gas or fight at you in a big giant mob or, you know, and I'm not taking sides. Right. I'm not taking sides on this. There's no, I'm not saying one side, but any side does, has done these things. I'm not, but this mentality has to stop. Absolutely. We, it's we have that we have stopped respecting ourselves as neighbors and as fellow American citizens with rights to have beliefs. We all have the right to have any belief we want, all of us. It's the beauty of America. That is the entire and only point of America. Yep. So how do we on a local level? So I'm sitting as a board member in a, a board. Uh, I'm someone <clears throat> serving on, if I happen to be a school board m- member, um, happen to be a citizen who has a kid in school, uh, somebody who sits in um, the chambers of the city council versus somebody who sits up on the dais. How do we not let these situations evolve into, you know, you're bad, I'm good, I'm right, you're wrong, um, and then have it turn into a fight about you're not telling me the truth, you're not transparent, you're um, evil in many cases. Um, what can we really do as the local society and be a, you know, we're the heartland of this great nation, so how do we be a better example locally. Well, you know, it's hard to fight the overwhelming messaging that is all over the place. Um, it, it, you know, the best thing you can do is it's cheesy, but it's like the love your neighbor thing, right? Okay. So it's it's you, it's the people that you don't like that don't agree with you. You need to listen and talk to them. You need to uh, involve the people that that you don't want to you need to be open to them you need to uh make sure people have involvement if they want they need people need to be heard um if they're not they're going to force their way in so it's that simple and that hard that's a very buddhist thing yeah it's also a very uh christian thing to love your neighbor well turn the other cheek have you know yeah Respect. Uh, so I think there's a lot of opportunity comes down to the word again of, of communication, but you can't have communication without listening. Is put the sword down and, you know, uh, what, what behind all that anger is fear. And, you know, the only way to diffuse the fear is to let, somebody know you're not out to get them. You know, we started out by talking about uh, Alice in Wonderland and, you know, that book was a world filled with imagination, opportunity, adventure, but it's also can show that with communication, we can open up to, I think a better world, one that is a looking glass that inspires transparency. And so for today, you know, we kind of touched on local school boards, you know, your civic boards, uh, 
um, and then the federal government just in a bit. But we can all think of tons of examples where a lack of transparency was accused, whether true or not. Um, And then times when there's definitely been a lack of transparency. So I think really the, the thought today was to be able to say, we can do better. We can do better as citizens here locally. I think you welcome citizens coming and talk to you, talking to you. But I do think that there's an opportunity for us to do more local events. I love your idea of citizen groups inviting employees of the city and council, their council people in. Um, so really, it's we need more of those. I remember the days, I'm, I'm that old, where... I would be watching, you know, my grandparents having coffee with somebody else and they were talking about their opinions and the issues of the city and they would solve it. Um, for 35 years, my dad was a local politician in a very, very, very small community. And he got things done by going to have coffee at the local McDonald's with the farmers, you know. So we just need to get back to that. And I think our life has been enhanced by a lot of communication tools, but we've forgotten how to use our voice of conversation. And uh, so that would be my take on this is speak, uh, speak honestly, but also listen intently. You know, the adage of one mouth, two ears. So I think we could all do a lot more listening um, and we would have a much more transparent or belief in the transparency of what it is we're all working for. So any last words, Dan? No, uh, you've summed it up well. All right. Well, for another episode of We Have Issues, I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. And I'm Dan Hobart. Have a great day. We want to thank you for joining us. I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. And I'm Dan Hobart. Join us again next week because we have issues. Ha, ha, ha.